I mean, just kind of your best transportation experience. Throwing an animal in there <laughs> changes what I was going to say. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 300. Episode 300. Episode 300. Party time. Excellent. Australia has 10 times more camels than koalas. But that's not where we rode camels. Over the past four and a half years and 299 episodes, our podcast has undergone quite a lot of changes. Hopefully, I've become a much better host. We've brought on co-hosts and various guests, and we've done a lot of things differently, and hopefully, a lot of things much better. And one of the cool things that I love about Tortuga Backpacks is the fact that they continue to innovate as well. So well before they were a sponsor of this podcast, I was using the Tortuga Backpack version 2. And I've had that backpack. I still have that backpack to this day. They came out with the Tortuga Air. Then they came out with the Tortuga Outbreaker, their home base series. And now they've actually just come out with a brand new backpack called the Setout. And what I love about Tortuga is that they continually innovate, try different things, and make their products better and better and better. And to this day... They are still the backpack that I use no matter where I go and whenever I travel. So if you're looking for the perfect travel carry-on size backpack, head on over to TortugaBackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters. That'll get you 10% off anything that you order, no matter what backpack you decide is right for you. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who loves Christmas music but hates lullabies, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Hi, everyone. Yeah, it's totally true. I am not a fan of the pre-automated lullabies on the baby stuff. I just... Just doesn't I, like I, it. She can't I, do it. I don't like it. I can't stand it. So... um, You actually turn it off whenever I put it on. <laughs> she actually... She walks over to the swing and turns it off and puts on the other option, which is like a owl hooting. Who? And hoo, crickets. And, and crickets frogs. and things like I mean, that. I don't know. I just... The lullabies... Because here's why. They get stuck in my head. Because there's no words to them, but yeah. I know the they're, words. They're just annoying. Lullabies are I'm a bit a bad lame, mom. but I didn't know that you were so <laughs> adamant about your uh, hatred of lullabies. I do want to say happy 300th to everyone listening and to ourselves. This is the 300th episode of the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, something that I never honestly imagined that we would get to. That's a 
that it's starting to get pretty far down yeah, the line now of our catalog of episodes. It's wild. I'm I can't believe that we have 300 podcasts out there, and I'm still, as always, surprised that people enjoy listening to us. Yeah. So we <laughs> have a really fun episode today. Um, something that we threw together at the last minute because we were thinking, what should we do for a 300th episode? We were throwing around some ideas and then we came up with one that we really, really like. So on today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to answer 30 questions, not 300. Originally, I thought, <laughs> could we do that? Should yeah, we do that? Right. 300 we questions. We can't even do 15 to 30 questions in under an hour. Right. We so, certainly couldn't do 300. And here's what we're doing today. As you guys know, who are veterans of the podcast, we never, t- when we do list episodes of, you know, our top 15 favorite ice creams or road trips or anything like that, we never talk about what the other person has on their list ahead of time because we don't want to know. We want to be surprised. And we're ratcheting that up a notch today because what we're going to do is each one of us will be put on the hot seat and we'll be grilled by the other person for 15 questions. So we're doing 30 questions total. So Heather will ask me 15 questions. I will ask her 15 questions. And we have to go with our gut reaction yeah, our, of what the answer is. Yeah, your first instinct. So basically, we're going to interview each other. We don't know what the other person's going to ask us. And so you just have to be put on the spot. And I mean, I don't know if Trav likes this. I always like it because he likes to sit there and deliberate over like, oh, which thing is my absolute best or favorite or whatever superlative, because we all know he loves superlatives. Being on the hot seat, I think, is more exciting because it's like, you have to decide right away when I'm asking you. Right. So they're, 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 I'm like so excited. The rules this. to this, I guess there's the the rules. What we like to do sometimes is play a little game called your five second answer. And then, well, it, some people call it your five minute answer. I like to call it like your one minute answer. And usually what that is, is if you're with a group of people or something like that, you ask them a question. They have to tell you in five seconds, like what's the first thing that comes five into seconds. their seconds. I mean, if it's a one word answer. Well, what's the first thing that comes into their hand, essentially? Like right. you ask them a question, they have to tell it. And then they have a minute to deliberate on it and give you, right. you know, an answer that, that maybe is a little more thought out but yeah. today we're not even doing the one minute thing you have to answer each question so again <laughs> we don't know what i have no idea what questions heather has for me she has no idea what questions i have for her and you're gonna have to answer in five seconds like what is your initial reaction what is your first reaction to these questions so that's what we're gonna do for this special 300th episode again total surprises mm-hmm. i i have no idea what she's gonna ask me at all i'm a little nervous she has no idea what i'm gonna ask her and as i was make up the question i kept saying oh that's a good one she goes are you making this too hard for me i know well we because will we will yeah, see i i do feel like my question are, I'm a little bit nervous too because, um, yeah, you made me anxious about it. Yeah. So I'll have to ask you then. You get to pick, ladies first. Do you want to be the one who is answering the questions first or do you want to be the person who is asking? Because we're going to put the person on the hot seat for all 15, all 15 questions, questions and then switch. Instead so, of going back and forth. Are you going to ask first or so, answer like, first? So, like, I'm nervous about your questions for me because I think they're going to be hard, but then you made me feel self conscious that mine aren't hard enough. So, I want to ask you yours first. Okay. So, you're because asking. Because what if your questions are better than mine and then I have to go after you? All right. So, I'm going on the hot seat first. That's fine. You get to ask me your questions. And just before we jump into this, I did want to say just I, I went back and did a tiny little bit of research. You know, I'm like a stat oh nerd word. here. Our first episode was released on April 17th, 2013. 2013? 2013. I thought which, you said 2014. 2013. Four years. Which was 1,692 days ago. So wow. we have done a lot of stuff. There's a lot that's going on in our life. Obviously, a lot of travel, a lot of podcasts and things like that. Um, 
in 1,692 days. So it'll be it'll be pretty fun to reminisce about this. And for all of you guys who have followed us on this journey, whether you jumped in right when we started the podcast, and you've listened ever since, or whether you jumped in where, wherever you jumped in, and if, whether you've listened to the old ones or not, we really appreciate it. It's pretty crazy. I do want to say we are at 2,208,236 downloads as of this recording right now. Wow. So thank That's you to incredible. every single one of you who has downloaded the podcast. And uh, I'm going to stop stalling. Yeah, stop stalling. Let's And get I'm going to let you put me on the hot seat. So go ahead. Question because I would one. say over the past four years, we've had at least 300 travel experiences. So here we go. 15 questions for trap. Now, my first question is just a fun one. And it's not difficult, but it's the first question I thought of because when I did my 15 questions, like I thought about Trav and what Trav likes, like his favorite things when we're traveling and just in life in general. So my first question, in no particular order, my first question, where is the best swimming spot you've ever swam in? First, first thing that comes to my head is jumping in the off the cliff when I tried to do an e-pop off the cliff okay. in Santorini, Greece. So we there you had to like make your way down this road, which you had a motorbike, which was pretty. I, I, it was a little hairy actually yeah, on the like way down because you're like curvy. squeezing yep. the brakes, hoping they don't go in, and then you walk through a bunch of fish restaurants around this cliff and then you get to a place where everyone's swimming and then yeah, there was it's, like, a, it's right below Oya right below yeah. Oya right and then there's a place out in the water that you can swim to that's a big cliff that you actually have to scale up and jump in and I saw people doing it and I thought all right this is pretty cool uh, I'm not going to be scared to do it. But then when you get up there, so there's a bunch of people out there who were jumping off and then some who had been standing up there for a long time. And I I was like, I'm not even going to the edge and looking down. Yeah. I'm just going. So I got up there and there's a bunch of people scared. I'm like, I'm not even looking. I'm going. I just ran right off. And once you do it once, then you're like, yeah, this is cool. So that was the first thing that came to my mind. Interesting. The swimming hole I, in the um, I actually didn't do it because I was too much of a wimp. I'm lame. But I honestly, I wasn't sure what you were going to say, but I thought you might have said the time we were in Croatia, we were stuck in traffic that, and you just pulled, we pulled over on the side of the road at this gorgeous little beach and you just, we just went in and went swimming. Yeah. It was the best one hour traffic jam we've ever had because yeah. I was swimming while we were just waiting right. for the traffic to move. Yeah. I mean, this is, that's why it's the initial reaction. Yeah. And then that might've been my one well, minute yeah, answer. And that one, you know, the one in Greece only happened a year ago. The one in Croatia happened longer and you've talked about that one before. So yeah, Greece. Yeah. Go to Greece, everyone. It's amazing. It's all it's hyped up to be. Okay, number two. This one's also pretty easy. Your best brewery experience. I am going to say the Devil's Peak Tap Room in uh, Cape Town, South Africa. Really? And the reason being that we've I've there are plenty of breweries that I really really I'm love. shocked. Because we drank so much crappy craft beer <laughs> in South Africa that we were at a market and I said, is there anyone who does good craft beer around here? I tried so many different ones and they were garbage. And a guy said, well, actually right down the road, Devil's, Devil's Peak Tap Room is right there. I thought, okay, cool. So we drove. It's in this uh, somewhat gentrifying neighborhood. Uh, we went and it was absolutely packed and the Rugby That's World true. Cup it, was it on. Was, and it, they had good food. They had great food. And it was just really fun 
to have a beer there, and it was good beer. Not the best I've ever had, but definitely compared to the rest in the region, it was it was world class compared to that. And great food. It was packed for the Rugby World Cup. Fun atmosphere. And we actually went back yeah, later I was just and recorded say a podcast. This. I was going to say, I didn't even remember this until you started talking about this brewery. That Yeah, we did record a podcast. I wish we knew which number it was, but it was probably something it to was do our with travel, Cape Town. It was our travel quirks. Oh, our travel quirks. Heather's sister, Julie... Pulled a trap would pull a travel quirk out of the. Oh, that's right! Oh my goodness! She had to guess, or we had to say (laughs) which one it was. Yeah, which whose it was. Um, I have to say that I'm really surprised with your memory. First of all, because usually your memory is awful. The fact that you remember the Devil's Peak Tap. Yeah, and how much you love podcasting. Seriously, because. You remember yeah, a lot of podcasts. To think about two hundred ninety nine. I had to pick that out. So yeah, and I'm also you're doing seat. so well with answering these questions. Keep like going, let's man. Roll. I mean, I rapid, just wow, supposed wow. To be rapid fire. Here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just like so surprised. I thought you would just sit there and be like, um, um. I, hey, okay. I've, I've been prepping for this for two hours as we try to get our kid to sleep. <laughs> so I'm ready to run. All right, number three. Your favorite outdoor activity. So whether it was hiking or an adventure sport, something like that. My initial reaction was one that'll probably come up again. So, and it was an activity. So, I'm not going to say that it was my favorite outdoor experience, but that might come up again. Okay. Uh, I am going to say that whitewater rafting in Interlochen. Okay. When we filmed our Lights, Camera, Switzerland TV show. Yeah, that was super. And that fun. was initial reaction. There are plenty other ones, but Interlochen for outdoor <laughs> activities cannot be beat. No, it really so, cannot be beat. Yeah, whitewater rafting in Interlochen was a lot, a lot of fun. So, but why do you think it's going to come up again? No, not that one. There's another thing I was going to say, but okay. it wasn't really an activity. Okay. It was well, just it was being an outdoor out experience. I mean, it'll come up again. I'm sure. Okay, You'll, okay, when okay, it comes okay. up, I will guarantee you that I will tell you what I was thinking. My first, like, initial thought. Okay. All right. Number four. Your favorite place for a city aesthetic. So kind of like, not the vibe of a city, but the architecture or the design, something like that. I A lot of things just went through my head. <laughs> I, I'm going to give you two really quickly. Uh, Yangon in Myanmar. I, that's what I really thought you were going to pick. That's what I thought you were going to pick. Super, super interesting because it's like a half falling down slash half being renovated old colo- British colonial town that, I, I don't know, some of the buildings there, I, I'm specifically thinking of that one day when we were walking around and we yes. saw all these old buildings and there'd be a crazy building that had been revitalized that looked amazing and next to it was the exact same building that was in shambles and you yeah. thought, wow, this it is was, odd. It was so cool and I thought you might pick that day because that particular day we were walking around and we were thinking about architecture and design and, and that taking led us, pictures. And that led us to another podcast that we did, The Most Beautiful Buildings We've Ever yeah. Seen in the World because yeah. we were like, whoa, this is really crazy. There's some cool buildings. Uh, really quick, as an honorable mention, another thing that came to my mind was Chicago. And, Chicago, uh, the Magnificent really? Mile. It's just a... Yeah, the skyline's great in Chicago. Yeah, I've got to get there. Still have never and I, been. And I didn't know it was going to be that amazing. Yeah. Like, I, I knew Chicago was going to be cool, but when I went, I'm like, this is really fun to just walk around right in, in the heart of it here. Yeah. Interesting. I thought for sure you would also mention someplace, like an honorable mention in Europe, but that's cool. Chicago and Yangon and Myanmar. Yeah, this is why it's for awesome. the moment this off the so top fun. of your head. This is fun. We need to do this more often. Okay. It's episode 600. <laughs> Number five. This is also going to be pretty easy. Best ice cream in the world. Go. Salt and straw. Get out. Uh, 
No, you said that there was a better one. That's gelato. I don't know if that counts or not. You asked me for my initial reaction. Salt okay. and straw in Portland, Oregon. If yes. we're talking about gelato, then I'm going um then I'm going Vigo in Lubana, Slovenia. In, in Slovenia, not even in Italy, which is just completely crazy how good this gelato when I was. I tasted that gelato <laughs> in Lubana from Vigo. I it was better than anything I had ever had that was a custardy dessert, I guess you'll <laughs> say. Um, yeah, it was the best. But ice cream specifically, salt and straw in Portland, Oregon. Okay, cool. Number six, your best cultural experience. Best cultural experience is getting on a mashruka in <laughs> Georgia, the Republic of Georgia. And after being... After deciding not to go in a car full of trash, which is a whole story in, in another <laughs> podcast we do. Which and, honestly, Trav almost got into. Yeah, and I, I was like, on my what are you thinking? And like pulling him away, getting our bags out of the car. Yeah, getting on a Mashruka, which is a little <laughs> tiny minivan that takes you all over this country and taking it out to the winery region of um, Kakedi. And but instead of that, meeting a lady on the bus who I thought was mean at first because we were in her seat and we didn't know. And then she became really nice, and she invited us and to her house. she spoke amazing English. She spoke amazing English, Irma. And then we ended up at her house, <laughs> and we her grandma, or like her grandma, or her mother's house, where she grew yeah, up. Yeah, it was her mother's and house. And they had a feast for us, the whole, basically, the half the town, like, you know, showed up. And then they ended up dri- us driving driving us to where we needed to go later in a Lada uh, vehicle, which is like an off-road Russian Jeep <laughs> through the mountains to this other tiny little guest house. It was just a crazy day that we have a podcast about called The Reason We Travel. Uh, it was all about that day. That's the best cultural yeah. experience. It, it Super was, unexpected. It was really fun. You know, when you just meet those special people and it's not planned and there's no way you could recreate it. It's just something really amazing. And that made me think of an honorable mention, but the day we had in Montenegro when we went and uh, yeah. ended up at the cheese farm. The goat chess. The goat chess sign. All right. Awesome. Rakia. Okay. Number seven. Favorite place for the city vibe because you love cities and you talk about vibe, you know, like how like the energy of a city and, you know, the food plays into it in the breweries or just whatever. What is your favorite city for the vibe? The first thing that came to my head, and I don't think it would be my answer if I did get to think about it, but I do love it is Cape Town. Okay, South I thought Africa. you might say um, Cape Town. The reason I don't think if I got to think about it for a while that it would be my answer is at night it gets a little sketchy and you can't walk around freely. And that to me is a big part of a city's vibe is I just like wandering around at streets night. at night yeah. and stuff. So that would be a major downside to Cape Town. But, but I love otherwise, it. But describe I love it as what a city. you love about it. Uh, the nature is right there. You can go and hike Table Mountain and look out over the city. You can be out of the city. I kind of am saying the whole city area. You can be out of the city very easily. Half an hour, 45 minutes, you're in the wine country. Which, which is amazing. Um, Stellenbosch. And- yeah, you got the beaches there. The actual city itself is is changing so rapidly that you can feel it changing. So I just, yeah, it feels pretty alive and, and changing very quickly. And then on top of that, you throw the fact that you can be out of that and in like a small fishing village or out in the wine country in half an hour. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 a special place. We love Cape Town. We love South Africa. So because you kind of alluded to it, what if you had time to think about it I, would actually be maybe your favorite city for the vibe? 
That's a really hard one. Now. I, <laughs> oh, I don't really? Know. I'm, I'm drawing a bit stumped. I'm drawing a bit of a blank. I love the energy of New York a lot. Mm-hmm. I okay, but I don't like it. Drains me pretty quickly. Yeah, I would never so, choose New York. But when I'm driving into New York, I know I'm going to be there for a day or two. I just get really, really excited because so much is going on in that city at all times. Yeah. So I really do like the vibe, but it it wears on me. What about Barcelona? Barcelona was really awesome. I would like to go back in the summer and yeah. we can enjoy the beaches. Yeah, January was a little chilly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And there's certainly cities that I like more, I guess, if I was talking livability, but the... I no, guess I we're not talking energy. livability. We're talking vibe. vibe yeah. We're talking vibe. I really love the vibe of Portland, Oregon, too. Okay, so we have Cape Town first reaction. I, that was the answer I gave. <laughs> okay. Moving right. on. Moving on. Moving on. We could go on for days. Forever. Okay. Number eight. Your best meal or your best meal experience. I kind of think it's two different things. Kalsoi Meisai in Chiang Mai, <laughs> Thailand. That is my favorite. Okay. And to this day, it still is my favorite. Yeah. There's a okay. dish. A, if you guys have listened to the podcast, you already know, but it's a northern Thai dish, a curry with noodles in it. And there's a place called Kalsoi Meisai that we found because a lady drew our friend Emily a hand-drawn map to it, and we found it. And I know a lot of you have listened, have gone to it, and it's it's a great experience because you're sitting at these tables and you're eating a one dollar meal. That's the best food that I've had, and I I it's probably the only place that I could go back to lunch and dinner. Not really open for dinner, but two times a day. Breakfast. They're open yeah, for breakfast. Open for breakfast. breakfast I could go lunch. two times a day for probably five days straight, and I'd be like, I don't care. I, I don't st- know. I want to go back. Would uh, you? Yes. This is my, I'm on the hot seat. Okay, my you're on the hot yes. seat. I actually, I can't even believe this, forgot about cow soy. So I was thinking you might say something else, but that's fine. That's cool. That's awesome. That might come up on yours. Yeah. Okay. Um, what are we on? Number nine. The one thing you can't travel without or like your favorite travel accessory. Earplugs. Earplugs. Okay. Max, <laughs> max foam earplugs. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean, there's a lot more on that list, but that's the first thing that yeah, comes to my head. Yeah, the first thing, yeah, because they, when you can't sleep because it's loud or somebody's snoring or just whatever. They're in my glasses case. There's always awesome. at least four of them because you forget them. So two for me, two for you. <laughs> By the end of the trip, so we're thoughtful. usually down to one pair because you've lost the other one. And then I have to replenish <laughs> in my glasses case every time we go traveling. All right. Awesome. Okay. Number 10. Your favorite podcast that you've ever recorded. I knew you'd ask this. Did I'm, you really? Well, and I, it's so hard to give an answer. There's so many awesome ones. The one that was... I'm not copying out. I'm going to explain. I'm going to say the one with Alex Awumi, who was yes. a basketball player. That for, is a cool one. For Gaddafi. Um, and he has a book about it and called Gaddafi's Point Guard. And essentially, he was caught in, in the um, the Arab uprising. And he was in a hotel not a hotel a, an apartment owned by the Gaddafi family and he was playing for their team and he was trapped and he didn't think he was going to survive and he didn't know how he was going to get out um it's a harrowing story and it was it was the first time I was doing an interview that I just had chills the whole time listening to his story I we might have broken it up into two parts I'm not sure but that was the one that sticks to me as being the craziest I guess like the one okay. that had yeah. my like hair standing on edge, like my arm hair standing yeah. on edge, listening, thinking, well, I know he's alive because he's sitting here talking to me, but this is crazy. Yeah, definitely. So, 
I remember you when you got done with that interview talking to me about it. And yeah, that's a good it one. It shook me like in a good way, but it 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 was probably the most emotional. It's a powerful. It's yeah, a powerful, powerful story. Cool. All right. And that's that's just your plus every single one I've ever done with you. Of course. <laughs> nice. Nice. OK. Number 11. So for those of you who've listened to our podcast, you might know that Trav has a few obsessions, but one of his biggest obsession other than travel itself is real estate. Every country we go to, he, well, not every country. Like, I don't think in Myanmar you were looking at property. I, no, but- I was because the property, <laughs> there was a, like a New York Times article of how everyone's getting priced out and some of the real estate oh, is more expensive so than he, New York. Even. Okay. So then literally every single country we've ever been to, you yes. look at the real estate, the property in the market and all of that. So yes, every, my, every time, every without time. fail, every time. So my question to you is, what is the one country you would most like to buy property in? <laughs> one country. You can only pick one and to buy property. Not to live in, but to buy property. Again, my first inclination was Cape Town, South Africa, <laughs> because I just, I don't know. It's cool. But I would also then say that I think another place that I've dreamed about is uh, in Code or Montenegro. I don't know. We were there and some of those houses in the bay like are just really cool. So, yeah, it's beautiful. I, Cape Town, I probably did the most research into. Cape Town and I guess I would then say Croatia, I did the most research mm-hmm. into. So that was my initial answer. But um, Coder was just kind of cool. And a buddy who's been on the podcast, Francis Tapon, was talking about buying a place in, in Montenegro. And I know another person who did buy a place in Montenegro. So I'm just like, ah, it'd be cool. It's like off yeah. the beaten path. Yeah. But fairly easy to get to definitely um and i can't say thailand because you're not allowed as a um if you're not a citizen of thailand no, you're not allowed to buy, to buy property. property so you'd have to buy it through someone else and then you know so. okay well i have to say that i give my seal of approval on either cape town or croatia like, or montenegro I, so I let's do it we could see ourselves <laughs> getting a property in cape town because it's it's a little more western like there. I, it just, I could see it happening probably before some of those other places. Yeah. It's so far, though. That's the thing. It is very I, far. I would probably choose Croatia first, being that it's like one of my fave places. But okay. Right. Number 12. So this is a little different than the previous question. The one place you would most want to live? Because it's not Philadelphia, <laughs> even oh though we live gosh. here. <laughs> I... The one place you'd most like to live. The first thing that came to my head, and again, I don't, <laughs> would be Barcelona was yeah. the first thing that came to okay. my head. But that's just my first answer. Portland, Oregon, very high as well. Okay. All right. And I mean, I'd live in Thailand. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. I don't think I could live in Thailand like permanently though, because it's, I don't know. It takes so long to get I there from the US. Permanently. Yeah. Fair enough. So. Okay. Right. A, yeah, I, these, that is a very, very, very hard question, but I'm giving you my initial reaction yeah, to start. I'm proud of you. I'm very proud of you. Oh, thank you. Okay, so we are on to number 13. I'm sweating here. I'm almost off the hot seat. <laughs> yeah, you only have three more here? questions. This is not bad. Okay, the question is, what is your, or what was your best transportation experience? So it could be a train, a flight, an animal like a camel in the desert. I mean, just kind of your best transportation experience. Throwing an animal in there <laughs> changes what I was going to say. Okay, so do the both. The very first initial reaction that I had when you said your first transportation experience 
was riding on a motorbike in India when we wanted to buy something from <laughs> oh this lady gosh. and we had no money. And she said, oh, my brother will take you to the ATM. And I'm like, oh, this is a little sketchy. So we waited with her for five minutes. He shows up on a motorbike. <laughs> and this was in Jaisimer, right? This was in Jaisimer. And he's like, okay, hop on. I'll take you to the ATM. I'm thinking, all right, this is going to go exceedingly well. <laughs> and he's just a really nice guy. This is going to go exceedingly poorly. And I'm good. he's going to take me to an ATM. I'm going to take money out. And he's going to make me give him his money, give, me, <laughs> give him the money. Like, well, whatever. Either way, we have a story out of it. So um, I get on the back of this motorbike <laughs> and we're going through the city walls. We're going through tiny, the narrowest streets. This is a town, a city that is built into the city walls like it was 900 years ago. And he's whipping around these things. And of course, I have to hold on. I'm scared. I'm on the back. He's a tiny Indian guy. I'm like 200 pounds. I'm holding him around the waist. <laughs> of course, we don't have helmets. And I'm just thinking, what is going on? And we had to go fairly far to an ATM. I mean, a good 10-minute ride to an ATM. I get there the whole time. I'm like, oh, my gosh, is he going to end up with my money? I get the money out. We hop back on. Same thing. Holding him through the waist. He runs us back up into this lady's, into where her shop was. Yeah. Because I, I was in there shopping. Yeah. like She knew I was going to probably buy things. And I things. paid her the money, and, and he yeah. was super nice, and he just was like laughing. And I was like, hey, thanks for letting me hold you around the waist. And it's just, it's just giggling. Yeah. And that was That's that. That's so funny. I am completely surprised by that. I guess I would have assumed some other... I don't know. A I wasn't camel even in the, thinking. Well, we then did take a even... camel later that two days ago, or the day after. We did get to take a camel through the desert of India. Uh, outside of Jaisimer, and that would be right up there too. So I'll just, I, I get to loop them together because one is motor powered and one is not. Right. right so. Well, I was not even thinking motorbikes when I asked this question because now I would have so many good answers for this because I was thinking, you know, like a business class flight or like some, because Trav loves yeah. to go on weird things. Well, not weird, but like not nice travel. So I thought you might say like the overnight train that we took to... I really did like that. To Croatia, the one that we took in China, no, which I no, you were really sick time. on that one. But anyway, I just, yeah, that's funny that you chose that one experience that in India. That one specific, yeah, I that's, guess that specific yeah. instance of transportation. Motorbike in general might be... A, my top because I yeah. love renting motorbikes when we're yeah. in Chiang Mai and zipping around and all I too, know so. and motorbikes are my favorite way to see a place um when we travel so the only thing that I actually was kind of sad about with our travel experiences and having a, a baby is I don't really think that we can motorbike so if sure anybody out there sure. motorbikes the, with a baby dude, I mean I know the locals do the but... locals motorbike with like five <laughs> babies on them. all right we can handle if one anybody baby. has tips for us please send them our way Okay, good answer. Good, good answer. Question. Surprising answer. Okay, number 14. The best travel souvenir you've ever bought? The spear that is right next to me uh, as we're recording this podcast in our living room still has never been hung up. So it's actually just uh, leaning, up against, against, the leaning wall. against the fireplace here that I guess any kid could get into. <laughs> as our friends mentioned like the other day, like, what is that leaning against your wall? I'm like, oh, it's a spear from a Maasai like a warrior in Africa. spear that's and killed like, lions. Yeah, and they're like... Uh, not that you should kill lions, but... It, it, yeah, it actually hasn't killed lions. Well, they're not, allow they're they're not, not legally allowed. allowed to kill lions, so he said, I've never killed a lion with this. Okay. Now, whether he has or not, I don't know. <laughs> but a spear from a Maasai warrior in that we got when we were in the Maasai Mara on safari in Kenya, which they were trying to sell all these trinkets as we were leaving. 
Um, and I didn't want any little trinkets. So I asked the guy if I could buy a spear off him. And we, he was a great guy. And we'd been talking the whole time. He was really, really nice. And he like kind of laughed. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm serious. Like I, I, you know, as long as you don't need this. I mean, he needed it, but he, he has, has other they ones. Can make other ones. He's like, no, we can make others. I made sure. I said, I'm not taking like your livelihood away from you, right? And he's like, no, 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 we'll make other ones. If we can make other ones, this would be really great. And I guess giving a spear to someone is a big deal in in that culture. Um, and actually, when we got back in, uh, the driver, I mean, I took this with a grain of salt, but he said, yeah, they will. I've never seen them like sell or give a spear to anyone there. But we had a really good bond and he was super nice. Yeah, I mean, probably we about were, our age. And yeah. And he, I chatted we were, him up for a good hour and a half. He was just a really nice guy. So. Yeah, he was really nice. So so that is a yeah. And uh, of course, getting a spear back uh, through customs and on the plane and everything is its own experience. So uh, but we that, did that ties we into managed it. managed to do it. Okay, so now we are down to the last, last question one, and for Trav. The hot seat. And you you better be getting ready, gearing up. I know. I'm I'm nervous to be sure. So number fifteen is a question that I thought of because Trav, more than any other person I know or have met in the world, Trav loves to meet people. He absolutely will chat like the Maasai warrior in the you know in the Maasai Mara in the Maasai Kenya. Mara. You talk to him for like an hour. You love meeting people. You will develop relationships and talk to any people, any person, anywhere, anytime. Sometimes I'm irritated because I'm like, let's move on. I'm ready to move on. And you're, you know, becoming best friends with someone. So my question, number 15, your favorite person you've met while traveling. So tell me. The reason I started this podcast was because I am so curious and I love <laughs> hearing people's stories. I really do. And that was, as you know, Heth, and maybe if you guys have listened in the beginning to some of our beginning podcasts, I started a travel podcast that originally started with interviewing other people who were doing crazy travel or just travelers or people right. I had met. And, uh, and now, of course, you come on and co-host and we do different types of shows and all. But it was because no one was really interviewing those people. And all that is to say is, you're right, I love meeting people. And I love <laughs> hearing people's yes. stories. Because everyone has them, and they're so different from my own, and, and that's what I absolutely love. So, all that being said, I there's two. Um, if I had to go with my gut reaction, it is the driver that we had in Cambodia, yes. Bunti. Yes. And some of you have met Bunti and have used Bunti as a driver when you went to Cambodia. And he sends us Facebook messages quite Oh my often. gosh. He sends us emails. He, He's um, the sweetest human we've ever met in, in our lives. He is the gentlest kindest sweetest human yes for real we've got to meet his family we've got to meet his kids he just had a younger kid uh who's like a year and a half who we haven't met since we haven't been back to cambodia since then my parents got to meet him when they came <laughs> to cambodia and it all started because he was our driver from the airport you know you get a driver you're just in a queue they're in a queue lined yeah, up just a cab yeah and we got in and um we he was very nice and we asked about could he take us to Angkor wat the next day and all that kind of stuff and i bargained with him a little bit and heather and Courtney, our other friend, was like, let's just use this guy, whatever, you know? Yeah, because of course, you know, we had just arrived and we 
only got him to take us to our hotel or hostel guest house and um you know so travis like well i want to go in and research the best way to right. see anchor Wat. even though we were waking up at 5 a.m the next morning to go right. see it. and they're like no and it was like 9 p.m at night so and we had just landed so yeah courtney and i took the reins and we're like it's yes because- we will see you in the morning at 4 30 sharp so it's because of Bunt- uh heather and courtney that <laughs> we have such a relationship with bunty and we have you know, we had such a good time with him. We wrote an article about it of the top things to do in CM Reap. It's now like really at the top of Google and people Google what to do in CM Reap. Bunty's name is on there. His number's on there. Literally hundreds, maybe thousands. I don't know. I mean, Bunty tells us every day he has people coming from <laughs> yeah. us who have requested him. So much so that he now has not one car. He has two vans. He's upgraded yeah. to two vans and his two best friends. Now do it with him. Have to. Yeah. He has to. like give them business because he has too many people so it's been it was exactly why i wanted to i talked about why i want to start a travel podcast i wanted people to hear the stories it's exactly why i wanted to start a travel blog when i started was to to if i had these experiences i met these people i wanted other people to be able to have those experiences as well and so yeah hundreds of people again maybe even thousands we've heard from hundreds of people so there's there's a lot of people out there we haven't heard from that have used bounty um, have got to experience Bunty and he's got to really make a, a good living out of it and do what he loves and meet amazing people as well. So that is, he's the best person I've met. Uh, it's definitely <laughs> the best story. I do have to give a shout out to our driver in Georgia, <laughs> my boy, Akko, who uh-huh. is like a brother. So Bunty, sweetest, gentlest, awesome. Akko, our driver who we met in Georgia, just, just an, an amazing awesome guy. guy. He's more Fun. like... He's still a really nice person, but he's more like a hustler and a fixer, whereas Boonti is more like this gentle spirit. Ago hooked it up for us so much when we were in Georgia. He knew, like, everybody. I I mean, I don't know how, because it's not, like, the smallest country in the world. It's not like the Vatican. I mean, he knew people wherever we were going. And, yeah, he, he was great. Both of those. He is great. Bunty and Akko, we will see them again for sure. We still stay in contact with them. I always love when I have a Facebook messenger yes. ding from either <laughs> one of them. Um, yeah, just amazing people. And it's it's great that we, you know, obviously two totally different parts of the world, Cambodia yeah. and Georgia, but both, uh, I love them. And yeah. they're great. So awesome. Cool. I'm off the hot seat. Okay, I love the so, ending on I that mean, question. Were the questions up the to questions par? I mean, were they okay? Because I was pretty nervous. Oh, there's nothing to be nervous about All with right. those questions. Although you might want to get nervous <laughs> now because I've got some uh okay. I've got some toughies for you here. Again, we want to go with your initial reaction. Okay, we're gonna start reaction. off easy. Okay. Just like you did, Ooh, and then we're breath. gonna get a little we're gonna dig a little deeper. Okay. So here we go. Question number sixteen. Uh, so if you do have to stop the podcast and come back to it, you know where you left off. Question number sixteen, but the first question for Heather on the hot seat. The best place you've ever drank wine. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay, so I, I mean I wanted to say Just say it. Cave Town, but I also wanted to say Australia. Like they both went into my mind, like at, at the, the same, same time. Okay. At the same All time, right, we've got so, co-answers already. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I thought like I thought both of them at the same time. So we, the first time we really did a wine country was in Australia, in the outskirts of Melbourne, in the Yarra Valley, is it called? I think. And you know, it was just it was something really special because first of all, we'd never been to Australia. I had always my entire life. It was like my top destination to go to since I was a little girl. And, you know, I watched shows on Australia or whatever. And we went and it was so fun and the wine was so good. And it was, 
I mean, cheaper than Napa for sure, but not as cheap as South Africa because, whoa, South Africa is super cheap for wine. And we just had such a great time and the wineries were so beautiful and we stayed at this cute little bed and breakfast there. We went to some really nice wineries and yeah, I, I loved Valley. it. Cool. I loved it. I loved it. But I also love South African wineries in Stellenbosch and there's another area a little north of Stellenbosch that Franchuk Fran or something Yeah, which we didn't even make it to and people say it might even be better than Stellenbosch. Well, we gotta go back. But that was awesome too because South Africa has so many wineries and they were all really good and including like one of our favorite Annandale. wineries, Annandale, that we ever went to. They had reds and they were some of the best red wines we've ever had. And Yeah. All right. So yeah. we got a co-answer. All a right. Co-answer. The best but, place but you ever to be wine. fair, they were like a simultaneous gut reaction. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for one answer here. <laughs> okay. 17. Happiest you've ever been having a cup of coffee. Not necessarily Ooh, the best coffee, but the happiest you've ever been. Interesting. Oh, I might need a nope. second nope. to think. No, I'm just trying to think the happiest feeling. Okay, so it has to be it has to be Akaama in Thailand because and while it is on in my Chiang Mai. Or, yeah, in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is definitely one of my top coffee shops that I love. But because, you know, you're in Southeast Asia and at the time, I don't think coffee was quite as big there now. Like in Bali, there's this whole coffee culture that's like crazy, incredible, especially because it has a lot of Australian influence. But in Thailand, you know, we we spent a month there. And I love coffee. And I love that specific type of coffee with the, you know, fresh grounds and it's usually fair trade and then they make the lattes and the cappuccinos like so perfectly and we were in thailand for about a month and it was a few at least like two weeks into that month trip and we met up with your friend i think his name is dean Dave Dean. Dave Dave Dean. And he recommended this place. And I don't even know. I would probably have never found it without him. But it was literally like a two-minute motorbike ride from our guest house where we were and staying. And also a two-minute motorbike ride from Calso Mesa, my favorite yes, thing I've ever it, eaten. So like they're the fact super that close. They're right next there. But it's 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 hard to find places in Chiang Mai because it's like the roads are all crazy and, and whatever. Um so I found it and it just every time I win, it made me so happy. So many times it made me the happiest to have coffee like that in Thailand, especially when you're there for a month and it just felt like comforting. Akaama, Chiang Mai, Thailand. Yeah, we got to get back. Best food, yeah. best coffee. I you know. know. What and more it, could we want? It has been like solid two years since yeah. we've been there. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time for us. Like, you know, a hundred and some podcasts ago. <laughs> um, all right. Number 18, flipping the script on you a little okay. bit. Your favorite person you've ever met on our travels. Oh, interesting. I would probably have to say Boonti as well because, I mean, Boonti and Akko both were just such amazing people and helped us out so much and we had some of the best travel experiences with them. All right, Bunti and Akko. Yeah, Second I mean, shout out to the yeah, podcast. Yeah, seriously, here. I'm trying to think of, I mean, there's lots of wonderful people that we've met, but those definitely, they're, they're the best. They stick out. Number 19, the most scared you ever were on any of our travels. <laughs> well, I have to say the first thing that comes to mind is when we were in Mexico and we decided to drive from Playa del Carmen all the way to Merida, Merida, Merida. 
And we had a rental car and we did not fill up with gas when we left Playa del Carmen, even though we had very little gas in the car. I think we had at least a quarter tank, maybe even more. But Trav was like, okay, well, we're getting on a highway, so there will definitely be a place to stop. And we were like, you know, out of Playa del Carmen, about to get on the ramp to the highway, so he didn't want to turn around and get gas. And I was like, okay, well, I think we should get gas. And Trav was like, nah, we'll be fine. We get on the highway, and literally, there is no place to get gas, like, for a long, long time. A There's lo- also... I mean, we're talking probably It was in kilometers. So miles yeah, that- but... There's just no gas. Uh, and I, I started to freak out. And not only are we on this highway, but it's desolate. There's not really There's any nothing. other cars around. And we don't have GPS on our phones. Like we had put in the destination in our phone when we had Wi-Fi and just kept it up on the phone because this is before I think we had T-Mobile. Who knows? Or maybe not. Maybe we had T-Mobile, but it wasn't working well. So we weren't sure how to find. We had no service. That's what it was. I think there was no service on our phone. Dang so we you, couldn't. T-Mobile in Mexico. <laughs> we couldn't find. Because it's so desolate. There are no cell phone towers. And it's just kind of like jungle a, on either side of us. It's a There's not really any turnoffs. Oh, There's my nothing. gosh. So, so I was we just rode like, on empty. Like yeah, the light went on and we rode on. at least 50 at least plus 50 miles, miles on empty. And I kept waiting, thinking, I kept being like, it's okay, don't worry. I mean, I was doing the whole, you know, put it in neutral and we were going down hills, trying to make sure I'm not hitting the gas I was too hard. And she so was so stressed guaranteed out. We were gonna, she's like, I guarantee we're going to lose. And I wasn't like necessarily scared that like someone was going to find us and kill us. I was more just like, this is going to really super suck because there's nobody around. We're in another country. How do we even explain this? You know, I was just... I don't know. I was just stressed to the max. I think it was the most stressed I've ever been. And I mean, then we made it. I mean, the great part is that we actually made it yeah, to I, the gas station, which I don't know. Prayer and fumes because I was like, please, God, just let us get to a gas station. And we, we did. We made it to a gas station. For the first 30 station. miles, I was like, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. And then I had to stop talking because even I couldn't convince myself that we weren't going to run out of gas because at that point... We knew, all right, we've gone like a gallon or two of gas and we, it, we've we been on empty this whole time and there's no gas station site. We yeah. have no clue when it's going to come yeah. up. There are no towns. Yeah. All right. Wait, so wait, that- wait. But now that I did have one second to think about it, I just want to throw one other one in there because I was probably as equally stressed and probably more scared was when we crossed the border illegally from... Um, Bosnia, Bosnia back into Croatia. Croatia. I thought literally a swarm of like security um, border police were going to come. But thankfully, the Bosnian Croatian border worked out well. Not that heavily armored. No No one really. (laughs) No one really cared. But anyway, that leads me to question number 20, though. The most frustrated you ever (laughs) were traveling. Frustrated. I thought so. This is funny because when we were writing our questions separately, you asked if any of my questions were negative, and I was like, "No, mine are all like positive yeah, experiences." Just, this could be with me. This frustrated. Could be, oh man, I don't know. This and is maybe kind it is of, Mexico. If it's Mexico, that's fine. No, I don't think so. There's got to be a time I was more because I was like stressed out and scared. Frustrated is a little bit different i'm trying i mean like most of our experiences are so great that maybe i haven't really initial reaction i don't know i don't have any did you have one in mind for me (laughs) there's plenty i have in mind for you frustrated probably it would just be like with each other so the one time i mean when we had go ahead the one time that comes to mind 
And this happens probably the most frequently when we're frustrated. When we were in Rome and we were walking around and I was hungry and you were hungry and we couldn't decide, you know, what we wanted to eat or where we wanted to eat. And we were just trying to think of what the other person would want to eat. And we got so mad at each other. Real quick relationship (laughs) advice for anyone traveling with a partner or even a friend. Never care about their opinions and your travel will probably be better oh, yeah. because when we get in that hole, just make no, a what decision. do you want to do? What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Yeah. That's usually when we end up fighting. When yeah. neither of us actually cared about what yeah. we wanted to, yeah. someone has to make a decision. Definitely. So, uh, yeah. Step yeah. up is what I'm saying. Yeah. Someone, <laughs> whether it be you or the other person. <laughs> so that was like just an annoying time. I remember being really frustrated that we argued about literally what we were going to eat. Yeah. I was going to say maybe the time is pouring down rain in... um in georgetown malaysia and i wouldn't let us get in a cab for te- for like seven dollars um it when huh. we we're in malaysia that very first backpacking trip and it was seven dollars and it was pouring rain we had to walk an hour I in the rain i must have I was gonna say the that time out. that we showed up in bali without accommodations and we got yep. in at 11 yep. p.m to- totally blocked those and I ones had to out be on a uh-huh. motorbike for like yep. two hours yep. in the rain trying to find a place uh-huh. to stay yep block those memories uh-huh. out <laughs> all right Number 21, <laughs> another fun one. Back to the positive. We'll yeah, we're staying positive. Stay, stay positive, just, babe. Hey, I thought it was funny. Um, number 21, the best dessert you've ever had. Initial reaction, go. Okay, obviously, it's the cheesecake at Shia, 100%. I mean, oh, that. I forgot about that. What? You forgot about that? You tried to get it for me for my birthday like a month ago. Uh, in New Orleans, there's this restaurant called Shia, and we've mentioned it on the podcast before. It honestly, they have this Labna cheesecake with homemade granola and burnt honey ice cream. <sighs> Shia, if you're listening to this, anyone from Shia oh Restaurant, gosh. come on. Send us some Hook cheesecake. a brother up. I tried to actually pay for it. I uh, When I knew that Wit, our, our little guy, was going to come near Heather's birthday, and he actually came on Heather's birthday. So if you guys are, didn't hear that story, uh, Heather and our little baby share the same birthday. Uh, She's so cool. You can send them any presents, both, each, <laughs> whatever, uh, October 29th. And they, I actually reached out to Shia and said, is there any possible way you could send me one of these cheesecakes? I will pay a significant sum of money <laughs> oh, to get so one of these sweet. cheesecakes up here. Being that you won't take a $7 taxi right. in the rain, well, this is like a be... big move for yes. you. It's a big uh, move. And they did say, let us check into it. And then I got, they didn't get back and I, I guess they couldn't or something. But Shia, if you guys are listening yeah. or if anyone can get us a Shia cheesecake. And not um, just the cheesecake, the whole meal is amazing there. So yeah. anything you get. All right. Cool. Best dessert you've But what had. did you think I was going to say? Because I didn't know. I oh, just, you just, I, didn't I, know. I just yeah. forgot okay. about Shia. I didn't yeah. know. Um, 22. I love this question. Okay. Ooh. If you could snap your fingers right now and get transported anywhere Ooh. in the world that you have been before, where would it be? The, I have, that been, you have before. been before. Go. Oh, right now. You're there. Oh, Bali. Okay. Question number 23. Whoa. If you could snap your fingers and be somewhere that you've never been before, where would it be? Morocco. All right. We just see that's rapid Woo! fire. That's rapid. Those are so creative. Doggone you! You had to show me up with your creativity. That's, yours were great. These those were good ones. Here's those another one that I think is pretty okay. fun, and I have no idea what your answer is going to be. A thing that you've done or that we've done while traveling that you never imagined you would have done when you were a kid. So just something that you know you said as a kid. Australia. I mean, all of our oh, travel. Okay. I thought I was going to say as a kid, you dreamed of going to Australia. So maybe you just 
thought maybe one day you'd get there. I don't know. I just, when I was a kid, I always wanted to travel. I read a lot of books. I was a little nerdy, I guess. And I just always wanted to be like an adventurer. And I never thought it would be possible. I don't know why I didn't go into something like journalism where I could have traveled. I just went to be a teacher. And then we started traveling. And it honestly is like, my childhood dreams came true. So basically, everywhere we've been, I don't know. No, Australia's a good but one. But Australia was the place when I was a child that I always wanted to go yeah. to. I, I was just thinking for myself as I was writing this, and there was one that kept coming to my head, and that was riding camels through the desert. Yeah, that's and a good one. For some reason, like I knew it existed, but I just never could have pictured myself being there. And maybe as a kid... I could have pictured myself doing some of the other things we've done, like going to Europe. I don't know. As a kid, it's hard to say because yeah. maybe as a kid, I didn't imagine anything. But as, may, as maybe someone in their teenage years or even college years, like, oh, yeah, I could go to Paris. I could do this. Fun, but I or riding a camel through the yeah. deserts of India, which I didn't even know India had desert at that point. That was pretty unexpected. And I would also say um, going to like... Uh, Myanmar and Bagan and seeing the temples yeah. of Bagan. The yeah. reason that was unexpected is I didn't know that existed. Exactly. So yeah. And the safari we went on too. I always wanted to do a safari forever. And then we did. So, I mean, so many awesome experiences. Good answer though. Australia. Yeah, I like that because you wanted to do it, but you didn't ever think you probably would have as a kid. And it seemed so exotic. Well, cool. but yeah, I mean, when you're a kid, you don't yeah. really know what the options are to get all the way on the other side of the world. You know, right. my family didn't travel. We went to New England. We were from New England and we, you know, yeah, we we didn't go to Europe even. Yeah, so. you weren't traveling around the world. Neither was I. Yeah, it, it seemed so far. And I think as a kid, one of the reasons, at least a lot of people I know and and myself and you, dream of Australia because it's so far away. <laughs> yeah, and because I think in your brain, even if you know planes exist, of course, you don't ever envision going there. And I think Australia is one of those bucket list items for a lot of people growing up in the U.S. because it's similar enough where you're not. It doesn't blow your mind. Yeah. Where you're saying, oh, I can't believe I would I would go somewhere completely different, but it's Australia just holds a magical well, place in a lot of people's and I have to th- mine included. I have to just make a little note here that I used to watch this show that was called The Australian Express, and it was like these settlers in Australia who went and they rode like they tro- they drove carriages, you know. Across Australia, it was this whole series. The Cole Kitten was in it, like when like you know caravan, like, like no, like covered like, wagon, yeah, like a coach, you know, like a old with horses and stuff. Okay. You know, it was like a Western like Oregon Trail style, yeah. And it was like this whole series, and I used to watch it with my cousins, and we all just loved the Australian. The, uh, Express. Uh, and yeah. I know what you're getting for Christmas: <laughs> DVDs of the Australian. I, I don't even. We don't have a DVD player, so that won't I'm work. Pretty sure that's what it was called. Anyway, I'm finding you the Australian yeah. Express. I'm watch that with wit. <laughs> Number 26, you have to give your first answer on this one. Because okay. then you're going to say, oh, okay. there's this one and this All right. one. I'm closing so my eyes to focus. The first thing that comes out of your, your into your head, you have to have okay. come out of your mouth. The accommodation you've enjoyed the most. Oh, boy. So I have to I have to say the Haven in, in Bali. I was hoping, I thought that might be it. I mean, I just, it's one of the first times that we stayed at a pretty nice hotel on our travels. I mean, when we went on our honeymoon, we did an all-inclusive in Mexico and stuff like that. But other than that, all of our travel in the beginning was pretty budget-minded and budget-conscious. You know, we were just starting out. We didn't have a ton of money. Not that we have a ton of money now, but we definitely make 
Oh, we nicer. have more discretionary income yes. that we don't have to stay in the $2 hostel, which was right. another one I thought you might give for the most frustrated you've ever been yeah, when we again, stayed in the $2, $2 yeah, a night no, hostel. No, that definitely would probably have been the worst situation. But it was so long ago and again, blocked it out a little bit. And it was our very first trip. <laughs> our first so maybe you could trip. give me a little slack. Yes, and I do. And and it's 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 all behind us now, but... Yeah, the Since Haven. We've been to the Haven, yeah, it's all behind. the Haven is not even that expensive. I think, and this was actually the time when we were in Bali and we landed and we didn't have any accommodation, and you were going around on the motorbike, and we ended up staying at a place that was forty dollars a night, which is kind of a lot in Bali, and it was garbage. It was not a nice place. So you were like, "Well, we can just stay here. The pool's kind of nice." And I'm like, "No, this room in the bathroom is like moldy and disgusting. The bathrooms always would get to me, you know, if the bathroom is not." That's nice. when I learned that it is better to book. That was the trip. Yeah. that specific night and and the next day when we had to spend all day looking for new yeah. places. Yeah. Which is when I said, anytime I find this somewhere, I'm having the first, first night booked, night booked for sure, at least at the very least. That that's our biggest rule, really, that we always follow now since that trip. And I was like, okay, fine, I will find a place. And I think the Haven was like it was on 60. sale for sixty bucks. And since I was like, it's been more. We've stayed, yeah, there a few we've times. stayed there, and it's more now. It's more like eighty to one twenty, but. I was like, Chad, this is $20 more. And you kind of were like, I don't really want to stay there. And I'm like, it looks beautiful. Can we please just stay there? You, you, you just said, okay, fine. We'll stay there for one night. And we went and it was like this beautiful hotel with amazing pools. And then they had this amazing breakfast, which of course one the, of the food. Bre- the best breakfast buffet we've ever the had. The food one Trav over. So then he was like, okay, we can stay here like another night. Well, we two. essentially between us ate $20 <laughs> worth of breakfast. For sure. And we knew we were going to do it the next day. So we're like, all right, well, it's not yeah. really 80 bucks. It's so like yeah, the bucks. Haven, I just love it. I mean, it's not even the fanciest or best hotel like we've ever been to. I mean, like we stayed at a five-star hotel in Bern, Switzerland. But I just, yeah, the Haven is something special. And we've gone back. So there's some memories there. And it also has a basketball hoop in the one pool, which I love. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm with you. That that might have been my answer. There's been a lot, but that was one of the top. Yeah. All right. Question number 27. Again, this is takes a little thinking, but but give us as much of an initial reaction as you can. Question number 27. The happiest you ever were to be home. Oh, I think honestly it might. Well, the last time we came home because I was seven and a half months pregnant, I was really happy to be home and sleeping in my own bed because it's the most comfortable with all of my pillows at that time. Okay. You know, but another time I was really happy to come home was when we were in, we had spent a lot of time traveling. This That was our most travel year. I think it was 2014 where we just traveled the entire year and we had spent, you know, a month in Colorado. Then we went directly to Italy and then we went directly to Chiang Mai for a month and then we were in Bali for a month and it was Thanksgiving and I was super sad. I was like, I just want to be home for Christmas. And at first you were like, I don't want to go home. Yeah, I, I can't like, believe fine. that we're going to go so home. I was so mad at you. You were like, so mad at you me. You go home. I'm not going home. Yeah. And I was like, okay, just wanted to bring it up that like I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling really homesick and just worn out from traveling and I just want to be home for Christmas. Like it was just Thanksgiving. I miss my family. I was like crying. And, you know, Trav eventually, once he got over his initial annoyance, disappointment, and maybe a little bit of hatred towards me, was like, 
okay, we can go home if you really want to go home. Because I was like, fine, I'll go home and you can stay here. But I just really want to go home. Because we were planning on then going down to New Zealand. We were planning on staying in that part of the world until like February or March. So by going home, it wasn't just that we were going home for Christmas. It was that we were going to go home for December, January, February. Now, we did say we we can come back. Yeah, well, my whole point was like, okay. And, and we did come back, we actually. We did. I mean, we I said did. we <laughs> don't. We only were home for a month, then we came back. I know. I said, listen, Trev, what is the point of having all these freaking fire miles if we can't go home when we're homesick? And, you know, what is Thankfully, this, we this had this frequent so, fire yeah. miles because we were able to come home like three days later yeah, for free. exactly, for free. And I was like, this is so silly that, you know, you're being so upset about this because we can literally go home, spend Christmas at home, and then come back in January, which we did do. We went to I- Istanbul, and then we went to Myanmar, and then we went back to Thailand. Thailand and Cambodia. So we did. We were only home a month and a half, but it was so great to just be able to come home. Yeah. So and it was raining in Bali. It was like yeah, really a rainy it was like season. a rainy season. So you you made the right call. Uh, definitely. I mean, I would not have come home if it weren't for you. I'm glad we did. Who knows what that would have month and a half would have been if we had stayed? But it wouldn't have been pretty if we had stayed there together. That's for sure. Talk mm-hmm. about the most frustrated I had ever been. That might have been it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. But you were right. So there we go. Uh, Twenty eight. The most pleasantly unexpected thing that's ever happened in our trip. So this could be a place too. So a place that you're like, oh, this will be all right. And then it just blew away your expectations. Oh, I know I have a specific one in mind here, but because I'm on the spot, I'm trying to think like a place that blew away our expectations. I've, okay, your well, expectations. my I know I was going to say Slovenia, but that's really like you loved Slo- yeah, Slovenia. Yeah, but I had high expectations. had expectations. Maybe you didn't. I mean, maybe, yeah. Okay, I, that's your initial reaction. That's my that's initial what we're doing reaction. Here. I mean, I know it's like kind You're of a cop seat. out because we just were there. So it was in the front of my mind. But I had never really cared that much about going to Slovenia. I mean, Trav has always wanted to go. He saw pictures of Lake Bled and he's like, this is amazing. Let's go here. And this was, I mean, this was four years ago that right. he's, you know, talking about Slovenia. So finally we went and it was just amazing. Ljubljana is a beautiful city, uh, much more beautiful than I thought because I'd never been there and I hadn't really seen a lot of pictures of it. And it's gorgeous. And the food was good and the vibe is pretty cool. It's relaxed. It's not very big. And then, yeah, you have the mountains. Like, what what mountains? The Julian, are the, Alps. The Julian Alps. Yeah. Up there on the in the northern part on the border of Austria, and we drove up there, and that was really amazing. And I, yeah, so I would have to say my initial reaction is Slovenia. I don't think it would probably be if I thought about it, but I yeah. think I I think it, you were when we were in Slovenia, you kept saying this is way cooler than I thought. Yeah. Like this is really nice. Yeah. I really like yeah. this. This yeah. oh Ljubljana is so fun to walk around. Yeah. So I yeah, I mean there might be something else that comes up for you, but I um. I think that's good for you. For me, I, you know, not that it's about me. I just want to throw this in. Cape Town. Yeah. I Even to the point where I thought, eh. Like when we were going to go to Cape Town, I thought, eh, like this is cool, but it's far. Is it going to be that great? And then we went and I was blown away. Also, the safari we took. Yeah. I knew it would be cool. I didn't know it would be. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It was so amazing. those were kind of unexpected yeah. things for me. And Oktoberfest. <laughs> I don't know why I'm Okay, move on list. to the next question. 29. <laughs> the most amazing thing you've seen. Oh, the I know, most amazing thing I've seen. First reaction. I mean, 
the safari. I, I have to say because I I always wanted to go on a safari. Then you go on it and you're, you know, we took this small little plane in Kenya from Nairobi to the Maasai. You land and you can see the animals. Like you're just landing in the middle of the Maasai Mara, which is incredible. And then you go on the safari and you see all these animals just coexisting together. In my mind, I thought, you know, yeah, of course, animals are all in the the Maasai Mara and in the Serengeti and all these places in Africa. But I didn't realize it. Literally, they just live really close to each other. And how are they not always killing each other? But they just kind of wait until they're hungry and then they go out and hunt and they're not that far away from each other. It was just weird. That was the weirdest so thing for me. Cool. I remember both of us talking about that. And I mean, we just saw amazing things like the very first hour of our safari. You know, we went out, we saw a rhino, which is like this obscure thing. There's like a top five things that you see that are kind of, you don't always see Well, the them. big five, the but big the rhino five. is, is tough to see. The rhino is tough to see. We saw one, but I was so enamored with like the 300 herd of zebra that yeah, I and barely... And the guy that was like, oh, you guys will see zebras for the next five days. Don't worry. Yeah. Look, there's a rhino. You're not going to see this again. We're like, yeah, Whatever. right. Whatever. I mean, we rhino. had no idea. Look at all these zebra. And then we never saw another yeah, rhino. And it was but we just, saw millions of zebras. Yeah. And then we saw like a lion chase down and kill a warthog which people who have been on that safari five years in a row had never seen before so it was just i mean it was amazing it was amazing all right the safari cool um and the last one number 30 this is a fun one i i cannot wait to hear your answer for this <laughs> more than almost any other one i think wow the thing that you didn't really want to do on our travels but did for me anyway but never told me about so what? i'm Never told you about. You were never that you oh, never like, I, like you did, and you're like I, I don't really want to do this. And I'm going to do it anyway. And I'm you? just going to like it's going to oh, be okay. Geez. This is super freaking hard, Trav. I, I don't like, know. Was there like a place that we went to eat that you were like oh, I'm not that impressed, but he so loves it so much, or a country we went to, or an excursion we did, or anything that you're like I'm doing this for Trav. And, yeah, uh, there's tons of them. I'm just trying to think of one in particular. And now I'm just better at, like now that we travel so much together, we're both better at if there's something you really want to do and I don't, we just do it separately. So, I mean, I guess like when we, the, this is silly and it's probably not my real answer, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. That's what we're going for. That's that the real answer. And that is when we were in in Bosnia, for the first time and we were in Sarajevo and you were obsessed with finding all of these meat places like the I'm so, oh, I'm blanking on the word, the shivapi and you were like okay we have to find you know the best shivapi in all of of Sarajevo and I, I'm like a sausage and a pita like I hate sausage this is not going to be good and it's usually things like around eating that I I don't like you will eat anything and I like won't eat anything so it's usually finding an obscure restaurant or food experience that you want to try so badly that I, I get usually, obsessed with you get obsessed with i usually just do it for you because i know i'm probably not going to eat that or enjoy it at all but anyway we were in sirevo we had to go to this shivapi place we went to one first and we both had it and it was like nah it was okay we weren't that impressed with it then the next day you had read about the shivapi place that is the best 
Jogo. 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 Whatever. Z Z E L J O, I think. (laughs) Okay, that place. And, you know, you were like, all the soccer, the football stars come here. It's like owned by the soccer team or something like that. Which, again, I could care less about because who cares about this? Trav does. And we went, and I was like, okay, great. What am I going to eat for lunch after we go here? And then you ordered this plate of Shivapi, and we both tried some. It was amazing. It was so good. Like, I don't like onions. I don't like sausage. I love pita and I love cheese. So if you throw enough of that in with the sausage and onions, it's amazing. Two other things that I thought, just as you were speaking, that you've done for me amidst (laughs) the myriad of ones that have happened. One, go to that crazy soccer game in Croatia where they were lighting chairs on fire Uh and they locked us in because you weren't allowed to get out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because instead of sitting in like the nice section, we sat in the Trav, of course, wanted to sit in the fan section where literally you're not allowed to drink because people are so crazy and raucous. I mean, cigarette butts literally ankle deep because they don't clean it the whole year because they know it's just going to get trashed. Nope. And I, I don't know why, but I wore like, like white jeans and a silk tank top and a denim jacket. I couldn't even sit down. I was like, my entire outfit's going to get completely ruined if I sit down in these seats. And the other thing that you did was, I thought you were going this way when you say Sarajevo, is we went and we found the old abandoned bobsled track. Oh, yeah. Which you kind of didn't want to do because we had no idea where well, it was. And also there's us, landmines yeah, around that it. Yeah, there's so you, like landmines still in the countryside of Bosnia and around Sarajevo from the wars. And I was like... Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. But I'm so glad we went to see the bobsled because it, it ended up being super cool. So cool. Yeah. So cool. I yeah. can't really discuss I do a lot how to of find things it, for but you. it was cool. I think what, I, what do you do for me? I think, What's an experience you've done for me? Because now I'm uh, curious. Well, uh, every time we go into any H&M in the world <laughs> or Zara, if there's a Zara in the city, oh my gosh, we're going, there's a Zara. There's three Zaras in this city. We got to go to all three. And that's I just, not And here's true. what I do. That's I sit down true. on wherever the mannequins are oh and I get my on my gosh. phone or I you, read a book. You know, that doesn't right. even happen that so often. Anytime we go into any store, <laughs> which leads me to, I think I forgot one and skipped over one and got my numbering wrong oh you must because have. i don't remember your answer to this and maybe i'm just being maybe 300 podcasts in my brain is fried and you already answered this but if not it's a good one to end on this was supposed to be number 25 but i think it's number 30 the best purchase you've ever made yeah you did not ask me that obviously good then that's the perfect one to end on. <laughs> yeah because i was surprised you didn't ask me a shopping question since i love shopping so i just skipped it because i got so excited about the best accommodation which was the one after it so best purchase you've ever made To take us home here. Well, okay. So I'm trying to think. Obviously, the first one that comes to mind, because I always wanted a Louis Vuitton bag. And we were in Paris. Most frustrated I've ever been with you. Or vice versa. We were in Paris for like two weeks. And, you know, we walked past the flagship, like the original Louis Vuitton store a few times. And I was just like... I really want to get a purse and, you know, we don't really do big presents for each other. Well, we don't do big presents for each other and Trav doesn't really buy me presents. I mean, he's better at it now, but this was a couple of years ago and I was like, can I please just get this purse? Like, and it could be my present for like two years. Like I was literally like, you don't have to buy me another present for two years. But since he didn't really buy me presents anyway, it wasn't really much of a <laughs> negotiating okay. factor. Anyway, we go into Louis Vuitton. We're like the last people Travis led into the store. That I wanted this bag, but he finally succumbed. And um, yeah, we went into the store and we had to wait in line because it was like the end of the night and I didn't think we were going to make it in. And, you know, we go in and it was totally surreal because I was like, I can't believe Trav's actually going to allow me to purchase 
this I expensive bag. And they, they give did you give champagne me free champagne. And free, and quote unquote, free champagne. Yeah. I'm like, I'm spending $900 here. This is quite expensive uh, yeah. champagne. The bag there, was sir. less than that because the euro was really good against the American dollar. Plus, we got the VAT back. So, all these things, like that was my negotiating tactic too. I'm like, if we're ever going to buy this bag, this is the time to yeah, do it. Like, it. A like 15, 20 You know discount. what I mean? Yeah. I was like, it's cheaper than in the US. So, anyway, that was really great. But we also have more cultural things like around our house that I love. Um, like I bought this basket when we were in Kenya that's like sitting in our living room. I really love that. So, you know, most of the stuff we've ever bought, I love because I love stuff. I, a good <laughs> way to hate stuff. So we're a good match. A good way to end it. <laughs> three, our 300th podcast, especially me forgetting and miscounting and yeah. doing it wrong, but ending it on a, a story. Yes. Of us, a travel, uh, I guess, frustration that then turned into a good memory with enough years behind it. <laughs> it's a good memory. Yeah. And that's the beauty of travel is you have these experiences. Some are great in the moment. Some are not as great and might be mishaps or, or even worse. And then over time, they congeal into these fun stories and memories to tell, which hopefully we have 300 more podcasts in us to get to 600 to tell even more. And I, I do have to say that that is the only designer bag or item that I own. It has been how many years since I bought that? So I think we're, we're due for another. All I ask is 300 more episodes and we'll oh, get you another Louis awesome. Vuitton bag. Sweet. So in another 1,692 <laughs> days, Heather will have Louis Vuitton bag number two. I'm holding you to that at the very least. If you guys are looking for a bag, not a Louis Vuitton bag, but if you're looking for a travel backpack, don't forget you can go over to tortugabackpacks.com, use the promo code EPOP. I wish Louis Vuitton had a promo code EPOP. We could get 10% off any order, but we Seriously. can't. Uh, Tortuga Backpacks, check that out. Don't forget as well. All the show notes and every show we've done now, all the other 299 shows, you can find at extrapackofpeanuts.com slash shows. Of course, you can find it on, it's not called iTunes anymore, Apple Podcasts, whatever the heck they're calling it now. You can find it on Overcast, on Stitcher, however you listen to podcasts, you can find it all there. We've got a lot of episodes. For those of you who have stuck through and have been, if you've listened to all 300 episodes, <laughs> tweet at us, at Pack of Peanuts. Let us know because you are like our EPOP loyal super fan. We appreciate it. If you haven't listened to all 300, don't worry. We understand. <laughs> but if you do get to all 300, come on back and tweet us as well. We've got plenty more coming your way. I did want to mention too, we don't usually know exactly what shows are going to be coming out, but I do know that episode 301 is with a good buddy of ours, Scott Brills, and we we're talking about Safari. He runs a Safari company. So a little bit of foreshadowing here, yeah. a little bit of a cliffhanger teaser. If you want to know about getting an awesome Safari experience, he did tell me that his safaris in the Tanzania are worlds better then than the ones in the Maasai Mara. Mara so, so we, we haven't, we haven't, we, we got to go, check go it out. on his for sure. In the name of research, but you'll check that out. Episode 301 that's coming out next week as well. So as always, guys, even more special this time, 300 episodes in. We cannot thank you enough for the support, for listening, for tweeting, for writing comments in the show notes, for just being an awesome- For leaving us reviews. Leaving us reviews. Uh, just being an awesome, amazing community. Over 2 million downloads. Like, we're now we're now well over 2 million downloads. Like, you know, yeah. we're coming up to 2.5 million yeah. at this point. So, thank you guys so much. We really, really appreciate it. We love it. I cannot believe that we got to 300 episodes. But it has never, ever felt like work to me. And that's what's it's the beauty It's just so of it. much fun. It's the best. Well, not the best part of our job because that would be actually traveling. But like the work part 
This yeah. is the best. It's awesome. So thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, thank you for the continued support as always. It makes us the number one rated travel podcast in the world. And until next time. Happy free travels. I'll show you Paris.